You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome into the Go 24-7 podcast on the road. And, uh, Glenn, we're, we're next to each other. I don't think we've done it like this before. Bryce Coon alongside Glenn West. If you're listening on podcasts, whether it's Apple, Spotify, anything like that, we appreciate you. If you're watching on YouTube, you say, hey, that's not the typical background. We are in Nashville, just wrapped up LSU's session. Um, Glenn got his fix of fried chicken for the people who are subscribed to the board. That's a good reason to subscribe. Uh, but Glenn, uh, the first thing is we get LSU out of the way. That's, that's a positive. We got to hear from players, got to hear from, uh, Brian Kelly, uh, both independently and in front of the, uh, in the big ballroom. What was kind of your big overall takeaways of what Kelly had to say? I mean, he talked about a lot about NIL. Uh, the thing that stuck out to me was the ground game. I know we're probably going to talk about that, but what were some of the big takeaways you took? Yeah, so, I mean, some of the questions that we had coming in, it's just about expectations, right, and just what kind of, uh, you know, what kind of what kind of step up could LSU take this season after winning the SEC West, competing for an SEC championship. Um, and then I had a question just for all the players, and you know, I didn't get a chance to ask Coach Kelly this, but uh, just what you think is the next step for, for this program. And uh, pretty much the overwhelming response was national championship. I mean, that was something that was on the pl- minds of all these players, uh, you know, whether it was Jaden Daniels, Josh Williams, Makai Wingo. Uh, but the, the part of the answer that I think kind of can't get overlooked is that they said it's going to be a process. Like, you know, they, they came in last year, obviously, with, uh, you know, not knowing a whole lot in terms of what they were getting themselves into with how Brian Kelly wanted things done. And, um, you know, there was certainly a lot of just, uh, you know, just outside, you know, perspectives that weren't exactly, uh, you know, towards you know LSU being in the position they ultimately were in now they're going to be the hunted they're going to be the team you know coming off an SEC West champion or you know kind of champion uh that they're 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 going to be teams out there that are gunning for them this year they're they're very you know they're very they return a great foundation offensively uh I think you know some of the stuff that we talked about today with the players was just about the development piece of it uh how they feel like year two is going to be uh, a really good uh, springboard for a lot of these players uh, you know, having another off season together and, you know, building that continuity, building that trust. Um, and, and it's just, it was really all positive vibes. I mean, this was really the first no drama off season we've had for LSU football in quite a while. And I think that's a, that's probably a good thing that you're looking at here going into the fall. Yeah. Brian Kelly mentioned, you know, uh, I think he got one of the questions, the big ballroom was, you know, what changed, what, what was kind of that big change? And obviously fans around the program subscriber, board, we've talked about this a lot, but I think just to hear him say in front of everybody, look, if you're not going to buy in, then this is just not really the place for you. And you and I were talking on the ride up here, you know, LSU of the past and some of the uh, issues that may have plagued the program. Now a year in, I think it's really – you could say is that this is a group of guys that's on the scholarship, non-scholarship guys that 
are bought in and they're ready to go to war. Uh, one thing that stood to me, and I mentioned it earlier, you know, was the run game. I wanted to get your thoughts on that. He talked about, uh, obviously, Logan Diggs, the addition, and, and we think he can be a big part of that offense, a three-down back alongside Josh Williams. And we talked with Josh Williams, and he said, look, I don't care. It's an unselfish uh, backfield back there, and they want to be physical at the point of the attack, which is really what I think when you think LSU, LSU fans think it, SEC, college football fans think it, you think physical brand of football, and that's what Brian Kelly's trying to implement. Yeah, I think, look, the running game, it was another um, kind of little drop of news here that Brian Kelly gave out. I mean, it looks like John Emery uh, is, is going to be back as well. He said that they're in the, the stages of getting him back and, and fully cleared to be able to participate with everyone. Um, but this is going to be a really deep running back room, and Josh Williams kind of told us, and he said in front of local media before this thing started that, um, you know, hey, look, we're – we only had two guys towards the end of last year. Everybody else was banged up, um, you know, or, or out for suspension or whatnot, whatever it was. Um, and they, you know, they, they really struggled down the stretch of the season last year because they didn't really have a whole lot of bodies available to them. Noah Kane uh, was really the only guy that kind of was asked to step up in those situations. And so, uh, you know, they missed him in the Texas A&M game. They missed Williams certainly in the, uh, in the national or the SEC championship game as well when he was limited. So, uh, having a you know kind of a retooling here by bringing in Trey Holly, Caleb Jackson, Logan Diggs, like you mentioned, out of the transfer portal. Uh, you get John Emery back now. It looks like he's going to be. Uh, they're trying to get him cleared for fall camp, and we'll see how uh, how that goes. But uh, Brian Kelly was very you know emphatic with the you know, or, or I wouldn't say emphatic, but just very uh, deliberate with his answer, and that they they expect him back. So um, you know you're looking at seven maybe eight guys that you're looking at in the rotation in terms of depth. And, um, you know, I think certainly you, you go into the season thinking it's going to be Josh Williams, Noah Kane, uh, and Logan Diggs in some form or fashion. Uh, we'll see if anybody else like Armani Goodwin or if one of the true freshmen maybe breaks out in the fall and kind of carves a role on this team. But, yeah, I mean, look, the running game is going to be certainly an aspect that LSU wants to improve. They were not the best running team last year. Jaden Daniels was a guy who really carried – a lot of that load for them, and uh, they're, they're going to need some of those guys to really step up next uh, in, in 2023. Yeah, and Josh Williams told us, obviously, he's fully cleared, ready to go for fall camp. That's a really good sign, uh, him, and I don't think we can talk about a better representative of LSU. I mean, just how well-spoken he was representing LSU up here in Nashville. He also talked about offensive line play, and that's something that we've talked about. You know, big conversations that's been had, you know, on our boards and in our podcasts and our articles is, you know, what does Lance Hurd look like? And I had the chance to ask uh, Makai Wingo, who was one of the representatives, said, hey, who's really standing out when you go toe-to-toe in that offensive line? And he continued to talk about it. He said, look, Lance Hurd is a grown man. You know, he said, and that's something we've talked about, Will Campbell and other guys. But, you know, he said, you know, as a whole – when they go one-on-ones in this with a defensive line and offensive line, or whether they're doing all, you know full drills in this, he said they are giving us quality looks each and every single time when they go one-on-ones. Uh, that has to play a lot into this run game, being physical, and really, like you mentioned, having the depth to say, hey, we can run the ball and we can impose our will on other teams. Certainly. and I mean, look, they're going to return a lot of their starting lineup. You know, you're going to get Miles Frazier back at guard. Uh, Charles Turner hopefully is healthy and can play center for you. Uh, Garrett Dellinger at guard, Emory Jones, and Will Campbell will start out at your uh, right and left tackles. Um, but, you know, look, I think the biggest question right now with this O-line is what the depth is going to look like. You know, you're bringing in four true freshmen, guys who don't have a ton of experience. you got Mason Lunsford coming in out of the transfer portal. Um, you know, I, I think you can expect the offensive line to certainly take another step because of that continuity 
the biggest, I mean, the biggest, the biggest thing that LSU has going for it in this year is the offense and it's the returning foundation that they have with Daniels and with Nussmeyer and with a lot of these running backs back in the mix, uh, Malik Neighbors. Uh, but but most importantly, the offensive line. I mean, that's where everything has to start for LSU uh, if they want to have the kind of improvement that they want to see offensively. Um, and I, I think those guys are going to have to take a big step. I mean, uh, I, one of the questions that I had coming in was, you know, what you know, what does it look like if uh, a guy like Zalance Hurd comes in and really uh, overtakes for one of those offensive line spots? How does that kind of shift in uh, you know the offensive line look uh, outlook and I think what you would do in that situation is you can seriously consider sliding Emory Jones uh, into guard and you have uh, Hurd be one of your tackles. And I think that's probably the best version of this offensive line. Uh, if I really sit down and think about it is if Hurd comes in and is ready to play right away, uh, is able to take one of those jobs uh, and it allows LSU to play Jones at guard. And, and, you know, Jones was a guy who got a lot of reps at guard in the spring. So he, uh, I think, could very, very easily slide in there take one of those spots. And I think that's probably your best five man, uh, you know, outlook for the offensive line and how, how, how all that fits together. This episode is brought to you by progressive insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too, with the name, your price tool from progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Brian Kelly was asked in the big media scrum about, you know, hey, who's the starting quarterback? The reporter who asked was directly to the point as well. I'm sure people who watched SEC Network heard that. Uh, and, and Kelly answered, I think, in a great way. And, and he talked about, obviously, Jaden Daniels being that number one guy, but that Garrett Nussmeyer is not only pushing Daniels, but he's doing it all the right way. It's competition. But I know you talk with Daniels, and he talked about, you know, it's there's a respect between the two. They both understand what's at hand. I don't think you could have a better conversation. We talk about guys, you know, wanting to leave due to the portal, uh, wanting to leave doing to lack of playing time. I mean, this really is, is a great scenario that LSU has right now. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I have a VIP piece coming out, and, you know, probably by the time a lot of you will be watching or listening to this, it will already be out. But just uh, the relationship between Nussmeyer and Daniels was something that kind of grabbed my attention pretty early into the media day kind of scrum. And just the answers that I got from Jaden, from Brian Kelly, uh, from from uh, Josh Williams, the running back, and just how you know it, there's competition there, yes, but they've also grown very close. I mean, last year uh, in the Alabama game, Jaden was telling me that you know he, that they were down going into the fourth quarter. You know, things were not maybe clicking it on on all cylinders offensively. Um, and then you know somebody comes up to him, one of his teammates, and it's Garrett Nussmeyer, and he says, "Look, I." wouldn't want to go to war with anybody else but you and and and, and nobody else behind you know center uh, I, we have trust in other than you so um, and then you know they had an all-time great fourth quarter all-time great overtime they win that game uh, you know flash forward a couple of weeks into the SEC championship game 
Uh, Daniels is out at halftime. LSU's down big. Uh, it's looking like it's going to be the you know Nuss's turn here in the second half to kind of really get his hands on the offense and see what he can do for an extended period of time. Uh, and and Daniels just essentially gave him the the hype talk, the pep talk of hey man, you know you're you're extremely talented. Go out there and show the world what you can do. Um, you know you can help you can help lead us back into a, a really good game here. And uh, LSU had a really stellar second half against Georgia's uh, defense there. I think. You know, I don't want to say Georgia's defense took their pedal off the gas, but LSU certainly had a lot of success offensively in that second half with Nussmeyer behind center. And I think that just kind of goes to show you the, the relationships that's kind of formed uh, between those two guys over the last several months. It certainly has extended here into the summer as well with both of them representing LSU at the Manning Passing Academy. Uh, I know that they both have really great things to say about one another, and uh, it's a great problem for LSU to have because, you know, not only is, you know, Nussmeyer pushing Daniels, Daniels pushing Nussmeyer, um, but you're just getting some really, really healthy, healthy repetition there for a lot of the receivers in this room. A lot of the weapons you're going to be relying on for the next couple of years when Daniels is gone is going to be, you know, large part because Nussmeyer is returning and then going to be your quarterback of the future. So uh, you, you've got a lot of, I think, healthy competition. Certainly those two are pushing each other. And I think it's just going to make LSU and this offense a lot better. You talked about development, obviously, in their relationship. But Jane Daniels uh, kind of talked with the media about you know, what he feels like he's gotten better at, and that's kind of been a hot topic of conversation. A lot of fans wanting him to be more explosive, take more chances, and that's why they have maybe uh, started the Garrett Nussmeyer fan club to be the starting quarterback. What did you take away from you know his development? Uh, Kelly talked a little bit about him and the things that he did well last year and not only progressed from year to year but within last season that allowed him to take that big jump. Yeah, it's all going to come down to, I think, leadership. And, and certainly uh, with, you know, uh, Daniels, the aggressiveness there, him taking the onus there that, hey, maybe I didn't push the ball down and feel as much as I should have last year. Sounds like they spent a lot of a good portion of the spring, uh, certainly a lot of the summer, uh, you know, refining some things with him, not mechanically, but just mentality wise and, in, and instilling a more aggressive mentality in the way that he's throwing the ball uh, to his receivers and, uh, I think, you know, you saw flashes of it in the spring. I think they were still probably working with him on it. And so, you know, these f- these first few weeks of, of fall camp is going to be one of the biggest things that I'm looking at. It's just, okay, is Daniels going to be smart with the ball but also be aggressive, you know, and, and not not be, you know, too quick to run or too, uh, too quick to just do the check down throws like he did a lot last year with Mason Taylor early in the season. Um, you know, I think Coach Kelly had mentioned that the – the Alabama game and certainly in the, the Purdue game and the bowl game, uh, you started to see a little bit of that light click. Uh, you just want to see it now happen week in, week out with him. And if LSU gets a more aggressive Jaden Daniels, their offense is just going to take a whole nother leap. And in, in, in terms of just the production, in terms of the consistency that they're driving down the field with, um, we all know that Jaden can run lights out. He can run faster than most running backs in the conference. Um, but what's really going to help LSU's offense, you know, keep defenses on their toes is if Jaden really, you know, leans into trusting his weapons, getting the ball downfield, getting those guys in space uh, and letting the op- offense operate in that way as well. So uh, lots of good positive vibes, I think, coming from this media days. Like I said, no drama, which was <laughs> first time in forever that you, you can probably say that about an LSU offseason. And so. Um, it's, uh, it, it's, it was, it was a, overall, I think a lot of what you wanted to hear. Now you just got to go out and see if they can do it on the field. 
Yeah, got to see if they can do it on the field. Uh, we're going to have some great pieces uh, talking about the offense. Like Glenn said, a VIP piece on that. We'll be working on kind of what Makai Wingo and how dangerous this front seven really can be. And the uh, he, he backed up a, a claim. I did a piece, obviously, this freshman in focus series on uh, on Jackson Howard. And, uh, man, this this kid's going to be – he's going to be special. Just the size. And when I mentioned him, Wingo said, hey – He's a, he's a lot better than I was as a, as a freshman when I got to college. And so it's it's an exciting time. Uh, and just kind of last question here as we kind of knock this out. I mean, Glenn, defensively, offensively, look, you can continue to talk about this. It's talking season. We're going to do just that. But when you look at this team and the expectations, and I just kind of took a step back during the uh, local media scrum, these guys are really focused. And you can tell, like I asked Wingo the question of, you know, how much do you pay attention to it? Because you want to be the best. Like that's something you strive to be. And he just talked about, you know, internally they have conversations about how we strive to be the best, but it's something that we know we have to live up to a standard, not anybody else's standard. And I feel like that's something that Kelly's implemented as a whole. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's been accountability since day one has been the thing that he's tried to instill in these players more than anything else. And I think, you know, you're starting to, you started to see that flip, that switch flip, you know, for, for Jaden Daniels, it was after the Tennessee game when LSU just got blasted by the volunteers. They had a big team meeting and they started saying, okay, how do we want our program to be defined here in this first year? And that and and what ways can we improve to kind of propel ourselves into some really good offseason preparation as well for next year? And it, it all comes down to just week in, week out, play by play. Uh, you know, I know that's a lot of cliche stuff right there, but they, they, they really are focused on just what's in front of them. And, and right now what's in front of them is having a really good fall camp. Uh, you heard it, it really through for, throughout the entire baseball season. I kept having to write about it because it was all they wanted to talk about was just the mentality that they have is treating the next day as the next day, treating every game like a playoff game. And I think that's kind of the mentality that LSU football is really trying to adopt here. They know they can't go win this national championship in the fall. They have to do it through their preparation here in the summer and certainly in the first few weeks of camp. Um, and I think that those those players are starting to really understand what it takes. Uh, and just based off of Brian Kelly's answers, that they really understand um, what it's going to take to kind of get themselves into that next level, that next gear of competing for the top of the SEC again but this time getting over that hump and trying to get into the college football playoff hunt as well. So uh, lots of positive vibes, like I said, coming out of here. I would say probably the the one other thing that we maybe didn't touch on that I thought maybe was a little bit interesting coming in was the secondary and just yeah. the cornerbacks. And, um, you know, Brian Kelly was asked a specific question about the secondary today, had a very good answer. I thought is that, you know, look, we're dipping into the portal again, um, transfers, uh, freshmen, a lot of new faces here in this cornerback room in particular. And, you know, it's, it, it is a little bit of a concern. I think that they have, you know, analyzed and, and looked at that room a lot this offseason in terms of who they're going to be able to trust, who they think they can roll out there early in the season to have success. Uh, and I'm not sure that they have an answer yet. And so it'll be very interesting watching those first few weeks to see how that group really comes together. I know Bryce is going to be working on a story on that, so we'll have that up very shortly as well. Um, but yeah, just, uh, I think overall, just, you got exactly what you wanted out of this, uh, media days. Um, you got, you had the right people in there. I think, you know, Josh Williams, Makai Wingo, Jaden Daniels, you guys just watch our videos, our interviews that we had with them, uh, very personable, very 
uh, they look very comfortable out there, and I think they're representing what this team's motto and what this team's vision is for this season very well. Yeah, a great representation of LSU and the football program. And like we talk about defense there, I mean, uh, Kelly hit on that. You know, is secondary concern? Yeah, I mean, you have a lot of options. You just don't know what you're going to get out of it, you know, when you suit up to play Florida State. Uh, in that week one matchup that is rapidly approaching. But, hey, SEC Media Days live from Nashville. Yes, in the hotel room. Bryce Kuhn alongside Glenn West. We're going to have more great coverage uh, like we talked about. If you're watching or listening to this on Monday, stay tuned. Make sure to head over to Go 24-7 where we're going to have some good content, secondary quarterback, all different types of things going on. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast, whether it's audio on Spotify, Apple, or here on YouTube where Glenn mentioned. We've got some interviews where you can hear firsthand what Josh Williams and Makai Wingo had to say. We'll catch you next time here on the Go 24-7 podcast. Baseball has begun, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Samphill, every Monday through Saturday as we deliver all of your fantasy baseball needs in just five minutes. We'll break down the biggest performers, news, and prospects who could make an impact this season. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found.